You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Paranormal Pets is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADPETS, S-A-D-P-E-T-S, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back because you don't have a cat and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark. We are going to discuss a recent spirits investigation that dealt with a uh, the Peninsula Inn and Spa in local Gulfport, Florida. Beautiful place to go and haunted not only by humans, but also by animals. So... Uh, there's a ghost cat that we tried to seek out. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about that investigation and see what we found. And we'll start that right after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash paranormal to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code PARAPETS at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com, code word P-A-R-A-P-E-T-S. 
would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, I'm Angelina. Join me for some great training tips to live a happy, healthy, peaceful life together with your best friend. And by the way, they're not the only ones that learn something new. Join me for Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. This is your host, Brandy Stark, and we are doing an episode on a Spirits of St. Petersburg investigation at the Peninsula Inn and Spa in Gulfport, Florida. Beautiful building, very historic, opening in 1914, moving on to its 100th anniversary, which is uh, pretty interesting. As an aside, a future episode of Paranormal Pets will probably also feature a Spirits of St. Petersburg investigation. In early April, the Spirits has been invited to do another recheck of a local house. I believe that we recorded an episode from this location before. Last year, when we did this recheck, uh, Odyssey was still with me, and Odysseus went. This year, uh, Odyssey, unfortunately, has crossed the Rainbow Bridge in... uh, October, and so uh, we are taking the two boys, Odysseus and Achilles, who are and were Odysseus's protégés for the paranormal pug slot. Uh, interestingly enough, again, this case we have investigated before. We have been to this location. We know the family. Uh, we've been through the house. It is pet-friendly, and um, it is a safe haunting. Uh, it is nothing terribly frightening. They actually have animals. Their animals are okay. If there were not specific conditions that were met, I would not be taking my pugs. As a secondary note, I do not force my pugs into any areas where they do not wish to go. The last time Odyssey and Odysseus went, I think they pretty much clowned around the entire time. So uh, they usually just have a very good time. There's nothing malicious there. So but hopefully we'll see what the pugs find this time when they're up there. This will be one of the uh, first cases without Odyssey and one of the first cases in which both brothers get to go. Their younger sister, Pandora, you can hear her in the background wrestling with her sister, Grace. They are getting to be a little bit older now. They're about eight months, but still too young for paranormal investigations, obviously. So, But I'm happy to say they are hale and hearty. And trouble, usually. And I think they will be until about 10, 10 years old. And then they might mellow out a little bit. That having been said, we'll actually return back to our topic of paranormal investigations. So the Peninsula Hotel, some of the research that we did, and actually I knew this ahead of time. Uh, I was actually the original contact for this. But uh, this comes from Ghost Stories of St. Petersburg, Clearwater, and Pinellas County. takes from A Haunted Peninsula by Deborah Fretham. Now, this was just research purposes. So we do know from the, this book 
And then the beginning, Ellsworth Chandler started the hotel, and then he died of a stroke before they could even start construction. Frank Davenport took over the construction. The problem being that uh, when he opened the hotel in 1914, and I believe it was November of 1914, uh, the hotel eventually went bankrupt and he skipped town and nobody could find him. From the time that he left until about 1950, the records are not very clear as to who was in charge of the hotel, what happened to it, who were the managers, etc. It appeared to have changed hands quite a few times. But by 1950, the hotel was a nursing home called the Cedars. We do know that deaths did occur at the property at that time. And in fact, it said that anybody who came to Gulfport to die, died there. So kind of an interesting little aside. In 1964, the nursing home had closed, and while the building was vacant, uh, there was a little boy by the name of Eric Larson who was riding his bike in the vicinity of the area, and he looked up at the building, and he saw a couple standing in a window on the third floor. He raced home to tell his mother, thinking that maybe there was a trespasser. The mother returned to the property with the little boy. They walked around the building outside, I assume, and could not find anything, and she looked up in the windows, and nobody looked back down at her. But she took the little boy with her, and they went to look at a family album, because based on the room that he picked out, she thought it sounded a little familiar. It turns out that the room that he pointed to was the room that had housed his great-grandparents, and that both of his great-grandparents had died there when it was the Cedars. So, very early manifestation of a ghost story. During the 2000 time period, February 2005, there was a couple staying in a suite on the second floor. Uh, The woman woke up at 4 a.m. and uh, she and her husband heard a loud bang, like an old iron radiator with uh, a pipe wrench uh, is kind of the description. So somebody was hitting this huge metallic substance, making this very substantial bang. And then they started hearing pacing from 4 until 5 a.m. The pacing did end at 5 a.m., but when they went to the hotel staff to say, did anyone else complain of this? Did anyone else hear it? The answer was no. Nobody else had heard it. Nobody else complained of pacing. However, we do know that several others have reported hearing pacing and uh, footsteps between the hours of 4 and 5 a.m., but only those staying on the second floor, in a suite on the second floor. So, unfortunately, we ended up leaving about uh, 1 o'clock. We are not uh, booked to stay at the hotel, so we did not actually get to hear any of that phenomena. Uh, owners of the hotel in 2007 claimed that they saw a woman, an older woman who looked quite solid, on the first floor until she disappeared. So apparently one of the owners was so convinced that somebody was there that he walked over to say, may I help you? And this individual completely vanished. There's a waiter who says that he saw a little girl running around the kitchen area, going down from the first floor to the restaurant. There is uh, a report of a male entity who is a little bit nasty. Uh, He stays behind the corridor to the front desk and to the area leading to the restaurant. The last story that we have from the research is a sighting of a ghost cat. And, of course, that's what most specifically interested me for paranormal pets. Uh, This ghost cat apparently appears on the third floor, usually in the hallway, sometimes walking on the first floor through the same wall as the little girl was seen running in the lobby. Now, we do know at one point in time... Uh, that the first floor uh, lobby area had another door that people could exit from. And that appears to be, it's been built over, but that appears to be the area where the girl and the ghost cat 
Well, so what we're going to do is to learn a little bit more about this ghost cat, I do have an interview with Jack Berry, uh, who I have met before. Very nice, very intelligent man. Very calm, too. No matter what happens, very calm man. And uh, he describes himself as a patron who lives within walking distance of Gulfport so and of the Peninsula Inn. So what we'll do is we'll take a listen to what he has to say about the ghost cat and the story of the ghost cat. The word is that uh, people have seen a cat collar minus a cat in the hallway, sir. And who did the cat belong to? Well, the thinking is that it might have been associated with Isabel, but I'm not that familiar with the with the details of it. But that is one of the things that's been talked about. It is one of the things that's passed around in talk at the uh, at the bar and on the veranda, uh, especially when you get close to Halloween. Okay. Have you ever seen the uh, the cat? I have not. Okay. Have, have you known anybody who has? Um, I'm well. I'm told that this has been passed on. There may be somebody around here that is familiar with it. I I don't know. Okay. Actually, it's it's interesting because they were talking about. I think they called the cat Lulu. No, there is a cat here now. Okay. Named Lulu. And that's not the same as that. No, not at all. Okay. That's that's a current house cat. Okay. That's a they, cat who will not live inside. Who okay. hangs around here, sleeps on the veranda, and eats and drinks water on the veranda. Okay. And is apparently not afraid of the uh, the spirit world. <laughs> That's all right. Well, it turns out that research shows, and I've done a, an episode on this with Paranormal Pets, but uh, dogs are considered liminal state beings. They mm-hmm. are guardians between this world and the next because they eat the dead. Okay. Cats are usually associated with sorcery, and so uh, they kind of stand outside the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Rats are associated with the devil, which I take offense to, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, it just depends on the animal. Pigs, crows... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all associated with. The well, we have plenty of crows. We're a little short on pigs. Okay, darn. And no ghost crows, though. Uh, not at the moment. And any report? And you said Lulu does not act out, so no Correct. reports of the cat acting out. Correct. Well, Lulu acts out, but only when there's not enough food in the food dish. Okay. Well, that's. Or there a cat. are other cats <laughs> around. Okay. Interesting. And you've not had any particular phenomena happen directly. To I you. have not. I've heard people talk about it. I'm. I have not experienced it. And how long have you been coming here? Well, I um, first time I came here was in the fall of 2004. Okay. And you've been here ever since, more or less? Um, well, not continuously, but yes, I come here frequently. Okay, excellent. If uh, somebody had never heard of the Peninsula Hotel, what do you think is the most significant thing that you would tell them? Come here, check out the veranda. This is a friendly place, and it's also a friendly town. So you can definitely have a good time here. If you don't have a good time here, when you get home, check yourself in at the coroner's office because you're already dead. Very good. Excellent. And is there any other information that you think that uh, would be important for us to know for this investigation? Offhand, no. Okay. Now that you've heard the story, we'll have to tell you a little bit about what we found. We did do two interviews, again, one with Jack Beery, who has not really experienced any paranormal phenomena, and one with an employee by the name of, well, not technically an employee, but somebody who works in the building by the name of Marie. She started working there in 2010, October, 
And interestingly enough, uh, she observed Lulu, the cat, who is the living cat, and she said this cat's very polite, very cat-like. Um, she loves the hotel, has a great impression, great feel, and she's drawn to it because she feels like she belongs here, it's comfortable, and it has good vibes. You can't really beat a hotel like that. When I asked her what she thought of the ghost stories, she said that uh, she thought they were good stories, but she does not believe in ghosts. Yet she has had a few experiences or a few issues that she's not 100% sure about. So the first one was one night she came upstairs and she was very upset and she was crying and she left. It was late at night. She kind of gathered herself up and she departed from the building. When she came up the next day, it was very odd because it looked like there was an old mint, an old style wrapper yellow with the musical note on it. She says, I walked up to it. I didn't know how it got here because I'm the only one up here. I went downstairs and asked the people who worked here about any mints. They didn't have or use any. And I asked the guests if they had given me mints and no one said they had. So she didn't know where that came from. Now hold on to the story about the crime because that can be important a little later on. My mom was visiting and she knew the ghost stories. She didn't want to be left alone up here on the third floor because she was afraid of the ghost. I had given her this glass, a tumbler, and it was full of water and ice. We were talking about the ghost, and I said I didn't believe in them. If anything, the ghost could be a demon pretending to be a ghost. As soon as I said that, she had set her glass on the counter, and it was as if something had come and hit the glass, knocking it down, as if it was angry. There was a lot of anger in the action, anger at me for saying that. The glass hit the ground and shattered. Later, I came back here when no one was here, and I apologized. I said, if you are here and you are not a demon, then I apologize. If I am right and you are a demon, then stay away from me. Another time, I had been doing pedicures, and I had heard papers rustling as if somebody was reading a newspaper. And, of course, nobody was there. And she did say that the patron also heard this rustling sound. There's a massage room that actually has an aroma that nobody knows where it comes from. It's a, an orange or orange blossom, lavenderish smell. Very pretty. All right, we're going to take a little commercial break, and then we'll be right back with the results from the Spirits of St. Petersburg investigation right after this. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. from experience feels like home for her enter the code paranormal and save 10% on orders of $65 or more plus free shipping at petco.com there's a movement afoot shoebuy.com Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code PARANORMAL at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. 
would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back. The uh, Spirits Investigation of the Peninsula Inn and Spa was a most interesting one. I will tell you that I stayed on the third floor almost the entire time, uh, hoping to get a glimpse of the ghost cat. We actually did set cameras throughout the third floor. I finally got my Sony Night Shot camera working. Uh, you have to understand that I've had this camera for two and a half or three years. It has sat in my bag unused all of this time because as soon as I got this, we ended up with other people who were doing a lot of video camera work on the Spirits team. And I, at that point, had had enough because uh, if you've never done this, uh, do not believe what the TV shows show you. Uh, you have to watch a lot of footage and it's very boring. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had gone on to work on other things. So uh, because uh, my normal cameraman had brought stationary cameras, I had resurrected my camera. And we actually did utilize it. And uh, we did EVP recordings and EVP sessions. And so these were our results. When the Spirits does an investigation, uh, what we basically did, nobody knew what was going on. Some of the Spirits had been to the hotel before, some had not. But they did not know the whole story. So I actually stay stationary in one place. And again, I had chosen the third floor to look for the ghost cap. And then this team was actually split into two parts. And one stayed on the third floor, one went on the second floor. And then as they finished up the floors, they did a round robin. So the third floor went to the second, the second went to the first, you know, and then they continued back up to the third. So all members walked through the hotel. And... Um, once they walk through the hotel, they come back to me and they basically tell me what they found. Now, while they're doing this, I'm sometimes doing research, uh, doing interviews, trying to find out a little bit more information about what's going on, but they are completely out of the area. And the nice thing is that this does help to keep us a little bit more neutral. So when the spirits returned, this is what they came up with. Les and Jean and Kristen are primarily uh, tech-oriented. They basically noticed that the rooms were pretty much the same on all three 
sets of equipment. Uh, EMF went from 1.1 to 2.4 throughout the building. The only place that we found high EMF was the west end, where the rooms are fairly close. We found what was an electric panel box, because there's a mechanical room there, and there was nothing that couldn't be explained. The temperature fluctuated in non-air-conditioned rooms, obviously, uh, between 82 and 89 degrees. So they pretty much uh, agreed on that. Now, Jean did notice that her camera shut down, but she thought this was probably explainable from uh, having weak batteries. So we then moved on to our sensitives, and Beth was our primary sensitive, but uh, we did have three. Beth noted that she, and I will put this into the eye because this is actually her word, I did a meditation before we came. A woman in a long dress with long hair who wears it in a loose bun stands at the front door and moves off to the left to avoid people running into her, even if they don't know that she's there. So she actually stands out of the way. Uh, she spends time in the back right area of the building. She spends time on the front porch. She watches towards the water, mostly around sunset. I got the vision of a dusty road that people were passing by. She knows that the people passing by talk about her as if they pity her. She watches out of a window that does not face the street, but she can see the street, but she's really there to watch the water. She goes from being very passive to a great rage. And my question during the meditation was, does this woman move items around and does she manipulate the lights in the building? She then proceeds to say, when we came here on the third floor, I felt a sensation of energy near the bedroom near the end of the hallway. There is an energy there. In the holiday storage room, I felt very heavy and oppressed. That's when we first went in. When we came back later, I felt as if I was being held against my will. Now, understand that we have seen this phenomena before. This is nothing new really to the hotel, but Florida is an odd place to be. If you have not watched the news, I can guarantee you that about half of every Every crazy event, maybe three quarters, comes from Florida. We just produce this sort of thing. So we have been in houses that have what are kind of like these odd little miniature storage closets. They almost look like little half doors. And people have gone into them looking around for items or EMF or power boxes, power lines, and they almost always come out with that same feeling of oppression. So it's hard to say, but she does report feeling kind of that heavy energy there. I felt a male energy in one of the rooms, and on the second floor, I started to feel some energy around uh, 224. We went into what's called the Bombay room, and there I felt like my hair was standing on end. I felt the need to ask for entry into the room, and I felt like there was a strong male energy there. There was a kind of pull towards Casablanca room, and that room was locked, so uh, we could not go in. We had a second sensitive who was Mary, and Mary says, when we got off the elevator on the third floor, there was a lot of energy in the hall. I heard the word crier, and I don't know what it means. It may be a name, a title, or a person crying. I don't know what it is. There was a lot of energy in the storage room in the hall. My back was to the closet, and I felt this energy. So they're, they're all saying that the storage area seems to have a lot of energy. Now, interestingly enough, there's a very large electrical panel in there. And what people don't realize is that we actually really do feel EMF. I mean, if you've been into a room that has a lot of electronics, it does tend to hold a little more tension. 
This tension in this room was still there when we went back, but it was not quite as strong. On the second floor, I didn't feel much of anything, except looking down the stairwell, I saw a woman dressed like a nurse. She missed her footing, grabbed the rail, but kept falling. The Bombay room, where Jean's camera malfunctioned, she noted that. When we walked into the boardroom downstairs, she thought it was a porch at one time, and then she did see a picture of the older hotel back in the olden days, and it did seem to be an open porch. Don, who is another tech, did get one orb by one of our members, and he actually did feel a little bit of an electrical tingle at the top of the stairwell. And Sharon, who was the other member, said, uh, I was drawn to the third floor. It ended up being the Katmandu room. When we got into the room later, I didn't feel anything, but... In another room that had been mentioned, there was a strong smell of perfume, uh, very sweet, floral. I got the feeling of singing and humming and that somebody gazes out the window. Uh, the storage room, the EMF went up. The Burma room, very dizzy. We think that the room had a slanted floor. So what I find most fascinating is that, again, these folks have been out and about. They were not in with us. They did not hear the interviews. They didn't have the book. That was mine. And yet, and actually a lot of the stuff was not mentioned in the book, and yet they seem to have picked up on a few things. One being the crying, uh, the story that ties back to Marie, and then her supposition that there might have been somebody there who wanted her to feel better. They actually crossed over. Several of the rooms uh, had the same feeling of heaviness or of energy or etc. Uh, the other thing that I thought was most interesting is that word on the street is almost always about Isabel. So even if they heard some sort of actual recounting of who might be in the hotel, very rarely, even in, in the times that I have been there or in times that I've asked members of Gulfport about haunted areas, very rarely have we heard about any male energy. So the actual capturing of male energy I thought was significant. The only thing that did not show up for the entire investigation is, and you guessed it, the ghost cat. We did try. Nobody picked up a cat figure. I didn't feel a cat figure. We didn't get anything on orbs or EMF or video. And let me tell you, we tried. In fact, I watched that little round pillow sitting in the middle of a bed uh, on one of the stationary cameras, and we actually did an EVP session with that same area for about several hours, actually. I was truly hopeful that we would find out a little bit more about the cat. The thing that fascinates me most about this story is it's one of the very few that I have heard about where the cat manifests as a being with a collar and no cat. I thought that was one of the most fascinating things because we've heard stories about people who sometimes will manifest as, you know, clothing without a head literally almost a headless corpse, but uh, a collar without a cat is just a fantastic manifestation. And apparently the reports do include seeing this collar walking down the halls. They are quite certain that it is not associated with the actual hotel cat, which we also were not able to see that night. It was a very busy night at the hotel. So unfortunately, I think Lulu had uh, decided to call it a night earlier but very, very fascinating. I did ask questions about Lulu to those that did know the cat, and apparently she does not show any very abnormal behaviors. She's not running from a ghost. She doesn't feel afraid. 
she seems to be pretty comfortable there. But then again, she's a cat, and cats do have a way of moving in and making themselves comfortable. So if you are interested, uh, the Spirits of St. Petersburg will be posting a page on the Peninsula Inn and Spa. We are hoping to do a follow-up investigation. And again, I'm going to try for the ghost cat and see what else we can find out about her. And we are very hopeful that we can possibly produce a charity event in the fall, with any luck, for a local fundraiser, uh, actually possibly going through the hotel. And uh, just mentioning that to the hotel, they did sound interested, and I'm very excited. So hopefully those that are local in the area who might be interested in seeing a ghost cat or meeting Isabel or seeing about this male presence, we might actually have that opportunity for you. So at this point, I am going to actually end the show. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Happy haunting. Support your local animal shelters always, always. There are so many, many animals that are in need of adoption and that are in need of homes. I will tell you that over spring break, you know, I ended up picking up another rat. Uh, she was going to be used as a feeder, and uh, she is the sweetest little thing. Has not been handled much, if at all. I still can't actually pick her up because she screams, but she is coming out a little bit more, and it's just a big reminder to me that we need to go out there and we need to try and help those that we can, and that would be the animals. So, otherwise, I will catch you on the next episode of Paranormal Pets. We'll see what else we can dig up, hopefully a little cryptozoology. Keep your eyes on the news, and um, we'll see you then. Take care. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.